Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Monday, August 1st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis pledged last year to spend $16 million in American Rescue Plan funds on services for homeless people. Now, smaller service providers say they can't qualify for the funding, even for the work they already do. We can't prove it on paper to the city, but we can actually do it, but not enough to prove it to get the money. The Midwest Newsroom's Kayvon Mansouri will have that report in just a few minutes. Federal emergency management officials will be in the St. Louis area starting today to review damage from last week's floods. It could bring the region closer to a federal emergency declaration. Governor Mike Parson says that would unlock more aid for people who have suffered damage to their homes or properties. St. Louis and Missouri leaders have already declared states of emergency. Parson's office says people should continue to contact their local emergency officials to report any damage. East St. Louis Mayor Robert Eastern says damage estimates from last week's flooding in his city could reach $10 million. The Belleville News Democrat reports Eastern announced that estimate over the weekend. He says that includes resources the city has used, including workers who responded to last Tuesday's record rain. The newspaper reports flood damage estimates for other parts of the Metro East are not available. The Metrolink's red line is back in service between St. Louis-Lambert International Airport and the Shiloh-Scott stations. Part of the service was shut down following last week's floods. The blue line remains closed east of Skinker Station. Passengers should expect delays. Metrolink's operator estimates flooding caused about $20 million in damage to the system. In other news, Missouri is launching a statewide survey of teachers. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports, The state wants to learn why teachers are leaving the profession. A similar survey in 2019 found low pay was a top reason teachers leave the profession. Missouri has some of the lowest teacher pay in the country, so this time around low salaries will probably still be a big factor. But education officials still think they might hear some new answers because of the pandemic, says Paul Katnick, who is an assistant commissioner with the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. If we hadn't had a pandemic between then and now, I'd be a little more inclined to say it's probably going to be similar. But I don't know now. Uh, the pandemic has changed the world in lots of you know pretty significant ways, and it could have changed this as well. The Education Department is distributing the survey this week. They're also holding a public hearing in Jefferson City on Wednesday. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri Department of Agriculture is awarding a matching grant of up to $50,000 to urban farmers who are fighting food insecurity. Some say the grant could be more accessible. Many urban farmers do not have the cash up front that the grant requires. They are also concerned by some limits on how the money can be used. The department's communications director, Christy Miller, says the restrictions are necessary. It comes back to that being very conscious of this being taxpayer money. It needs to be used um, in a way that that expands Missouri um, and grows business. The deadline to apply for the grant is August 31st. Boeing workers have called off a strike at three St. Louis area facilities, at least for now. The union, representing about 2,500 workers, says an overnight bargaining session this weekend resulted in a new contract proposal. The International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, District 837, rejected a previous offer and planned to strike today. 
Workers will now vote Wednesday on the new contract proposal. St. Louis has millions to spend on homeless services thanks to the American Rescue Plan Act, but that money is in limbo. Many small organizations say applying for the funding and receiving the money can be daunting. The Midwest Newsroom's Kayvon Mansouri reports. It's a blisteringly hot day in late July, and a line of people waiting for unhoused St. Louis's cooling center in downtown St. Louis to open grows with each passing minute. 61-year-old Naomi Jordan waits outside of the cooling center so she can spend a few hours out of the sun. The center is just steps away from the construction site of St. Louis's new Major League Soccer Stadium. Jordan says she's been coming here nearly every day during the recent heat wave. It keeps me off of walking the streets and you know, stuff. I come up here and just chill for six hours, you know. They make sure that you get fed and, you know, snacks and drinks and... You know, you can't ask for any more than this. Good morning! Ramona Curtis runs Unhoused St. Louis with volunteer help and entirely on donation. She arrives at the organization's cooling center every day at 11 a.m. Inside, the deep shotgun-style room is filled with couches, a small TV, a refrigerator, a microwave, and a coveted clean bathroom. Curtis started Unhoused St. Louis for people who are struggling with housing. So when the city of St. Louis earmarked more than $16 million of American Rescue Plan, or ARPA, funding to be spent toward homeless services, Curtis says she hoped the money would trickle down to small, grassroots groups like Unhoused St. Louis. Curtis wanted to help start a 24-hour shelter, so she attended an informational meeting, but says the city's complicated application process and tight deadline for proposals discouraged her from applying for the funding. What's more, to access ARPA money, providers pay costs to themselves and then get reimbursed from the city. Curtis says that favors groups with bigger wallets that can pay up front and leave smaller providers at a disadvantage. So we're in this room with representatives from places that already have the funding, that already have literally staff whose nine to five is to get this funding, to look up the, the, all the things they need to get this funding. And that's me. Curtis says smaller groups like Unhoused St. Louis already do a large portion of the homelessness work the city seeks to fund. We can't prove it on paper to the city, but we can actually do it, but not enough to prove it to get the money. Providers struggling to meet ARPA funding standards is an issue that's known to the city. Yusuf Scoggin is the director of St. Louis's Department of Human Services. He says the city had difficulty finding candidates for certain projects. We didn't always get the proposals that I think would have been fruitful to delivering on some of those critical projects that we that we would have liked to have seen, particularly during the winter. One such project is the city's proposed safe haven, a low barrier 24-7 shelter that would run year-round. In the first round of ARPA funding in October 2021, the city gave preliminary approval to local nonprofit Bridge of Hope to operate the haven. The city abandoned the project in early February because Bridge of Hope couldn't provide a 24-hour shelter in one location. Bridge of Hope and Unhoused St. Louis teamed up to pitch a second proposal in the spring when the city rebid the project. In the end, however, Unhoused St. Louis couldn't meet the city's financial requirements to fund the project up front. And without Unhoused St. Louis's help, Bridge of Hope's proposal once again wouldn't offer a 24-hour shelter in one location. Kelly Braggs is Bridge of Hope's executive director. She says she's frustrated after two failed attempts at accessing ARPA funding and still no safe haven shelter. We're here again in the summer trying to figure out how do we get folks out of this 90 plus degree weather. Uh, we're going to be back in the winter saying the same thing. Last winter, nonprofit groups across the city banded together to open pop-up shelters during the coldest months of the year, all while begging the city to quickly fund and open the proposed safe haven. 
Still, five homeless people froze to death on the streets of St. Louis last year, according to an investigation by St. Louis Public Radio and APM Reports. Ramona Curtis with Unhoused St. Louis hoped federal funding would allow the groups who operated the shelters last winter to continue that work. What I do know is that we are still doing what we need to do without the city support and that um, the city is saying things that they can't do and we are proving that we can. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Kayvon Mansouri. That report is from the Midwest Newsroom, a collaboration among NPR members in Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, and Iowa. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.